0: You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Amen. I'm going to ask everyone for a favor. And the favor is that we congregate. Thank you. Don't sit pretty. The people at the back don't sit pretty. The first two rows, please fill up. So I know what I'm going to do. I see some gang somewhere. Okay. So please, can you guys move forward? Thank you. Has it been a good week? Has it been a good week? Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. I want us to pray. And I want us to begin to talk to God. All we are going to be doing in this month of October, I want us to begin to tell it to God. God. As we talk about our pasts, and as we talk about our hang-ups, let's begin to talk to God about it. Because it's a spiritual thing, it's a spiritual exercise. When God tears away your hurt, and God tears away your pain. When God tears away the things that makes you cry at night. It can't be what a human being wants to say that can liberate you. It's only the power of God that can. So I want us to just talk to our father. Tell your daddy how you feel. And tell him what you would want him to do. He recognizes already that you have no power of your own. Left to you, you hold on to everything that has caused you pain. But this evening we ask that the power of the Holy Spirit, it comes in here. And it transforms our lives. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Um. So then I was told that I was going to be talking about our pasts. You know, I always like um, to say things that are relatable to my life. You know, because. That's actually the only way that the word really sinks in and you know has an impact. Only when I can relate it to something personal. And um, I recall, I think it was three years ago, I went for a marriage course that was being held at the Elevation Church. It was my husband and I, and we sat through ten weeks of Pastor Godman's. Teaching, I think it was every Thursday, I, I'm, I'm not too certain, and it was in that tent. Sorry, every Friday, okay, so it was every Friday, and um, there was a topic on um, your childhood pain, something like that. And you know, I was quickly ticking, no pain, nothing, you know, I'm fine, you know. But then there was a particular question that triggered, locked in emotions that I didn't even know existed and when I struggled with the question I can't remember precisely what that question was but I struggled with the question and that question took me back to the prerequisite question and you know, remember that I said I was just ticking. I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay and then I realized that oh my goodness, concerning this matter, I had unresolved issues and so, I had unresolved issues and, you know, this was me always saying, oh, my childhood was perfect, but it was when I had to really think and think deep, I realized that a lot of my actions, I didn't even know, were born out of residual pain, for the lack of a better word. So, it, was, it wasn't it was apparent, it wasn't always surfacing, but... It was locked down deep inside. And so for some people here, the pain may have come from abuse. Very raw pain. It could be verbal abuse. It could be sexual abuse. For other people, it could be you beating yourself up over lost opportunities. I should have taken that job. Or I should have locked down that guy. Or I should have married that girl. And for other people, you just, you're just not where you want to be. And so every waking moment, you're blaming someone or you're blaming something for the things that have transpired all through the course of your life. And that's one category. And then there's so many other people who the pain is not in your face. But there are sensitivity issues. So, when you talk about marriage, you're unable to connect because of something that has happened in the past. Or something you've seen your parents experience. Or maybe your sister, someone's close to you. When you talk about money, the way you relate about money and the drive for money, you don't realize that, look, it's not pain that is in your forefront, but it's there. And some people actually experience anger towards money. Do you believe that? Never heard of it. Now when they have it, they just, you know, they just deal with money. Just kidding. Yeah. But for some people, it's that money has even debilitated them. They've seen their parents have money. They've seen their parents lose money. And so Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be if God wants me to be rich, I'll be rich if he doesn't want me to be rich I won't be rich none. Yeah. no. for some people struggle with our looks so my mom once said that um, I was driving to school one day my mom is f- fair complexioned over the years, she's 71 now, she's gone a bit darker but she said on the drive to school one day, I looked at her And then I said, Mommy, why am I black? And then she said, I was born in England. I was five. And I went, (laughs) You're wicked. Why did you give birth to me in England? But honestly, this thing that we're laughing about speaks of a deeper... Some people have siblings that are cuter and prettier... Right, and the world doesn't just stop talking about how your sibling looks or how much brighter that sibling is. I have a sister who's a doctor, and I didn't even realize it. She's actually here today. She's hearing it for the first time. I didn't even realize it that when my parents and okay, so she's a doctor. Um, every time they went for awards in her school, my parents had to sit in front because the commute from the back best in math best in you know so you know they just just sit in front it's easy to collect it all and then she was also a runner look at me do i look like someone that can run <laughs> but she was a runner and she ran for her school then she ran for the nation and she got medals and then her social media handle off the hook so when my parents are talking about her you know it's more or less like but I'm her older sister you think that I should have some maturity right yeah but we, we all have these issues and so last week she was sitting with my dad and two of them were squashed in a chair and I had been with my dad like all morning and he didn't invite me to sit in that chair and so I, when I couldn't take it anymore I said daddy why didn't you ask me to sit next to you? He said, the chair won't contain us. (laughs) Yeah, he threw shade at me. But I'm making light of deep issues. But the truth is, we all have these issues, whether we like, yeah. Why did Funke marry that bloke? He met me first. How come he's asked her to marry? She doesn't even know how to cook. Taste my banga. Yeah, and those are all the questions that we go to bed at night asking. Why am I still single? Someone once asked me. Said, "Sister Tokwe, am I not pretty?" So I said, "You're very beautiful." And she says, "Give me a logical explanation as to why I'm still single." And I was like, "That's like jam question." But sometimes we don't have the answers to the very many questions that run through our heads. But it would be okay if they just ran through our heads. What these many questions do is that they weaken us. And so today I also want to tell you about a particular person I think in this whole life there's only been one person who succeeded in hurting me. And every time I heard the person's name, my heart literally stopped. If you mentioned, if you were not talking about her, but there was somebody who had her name, right? It had the same effect on me. And my heart would be palpitating, I would get angry. All because of the emotions that that person elicited in me. So pain, hurts. they're very strong emotions. And those are the things that lead to unforgiveness. And I realized after a while that the amount of energy that I spent... focusing on this person the amount of energy I would think about what she's doing I would think about how God was not gracious at that that time towards me and almost did not take my side but not only did these emotions come everyone who came after her bore the brunt of the hurt that she caused me And so, this is what I learned. I learned that here I am channeling all this energy on someone who doesn't give a toss about me. She's moved on. I'll be taking everything that she wants to take, but she's moved on, right? But here I am, focusing all my energy and the thing with having capacity is that when you have, when you're full, it's like a bowl, when you're full of murky water, it's very hard for you to see clean water when it comes in true? Yeah. And so half the time, you have to, well, most of the time, you have to pour out whatever it, it is so that something new can come in. And that's the wonderful thing about the mind as well. That every time you focus on something it's very hard for a second thought to come through true or is there one genius here who is capable of thinking about two things intensely pio <laughs> are you able to okay and so the intensity of these emotions can you can you hate somebody and love them at the same time? Huh? You can? Sorry? Be real with me, guys. Can you? Uh, So I I know where you're going. And so, yes, it's happened to me before. I love my husband, like, to pieces. But when he annoys me, I'm like, can I find something to hit him with? But deep down in my heart, it is love. I'm just temporarily hurt. But when I'm talking about this other person, deep down in my heart, it is not love. Do you understand? And so the intensity of dislike that I had, I couldn't think of any pleasant feelings that could could work with those feelings at those times. But I think for me I realized that all this energy that I was channeling on this person was a trap. And this brings me to Romans 12, 21. says do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good." and you know sometimes when we read the word of God it just sounds like that's just one of those scriptures again but when one of the things that I also learned with life is that We are constantly asking God. Okay, so I want to play a little game here. Who would like to see God be their way maker? Really? Okay. Who would like to be stuck? Put up your hands. You want to see God be your way maker, right? Yes. So before God can be your way maker, you've got to be, yeah, you've got to be at a dead end, right? So who would like to be at a dead end? Nobody. No. 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 Really? But don't you want to see God be your way maker? okay so would you like to see God be your provider and your sustainer huh? okay so how would you like him to do this I'm sorry <laughs> more than enough but that is not really experiencing him as your provider it is really So when you say things like what do you really mean? Yeah? What do you mean? Talk to me. Share with me. He deliverer. But then before he can deliver you, something's got to happen. Right? Good. And then you say, Father, Lord, teach me patience. Yeah? And then when he starts to teach you patience, you then grumble. You know, we are really funny people. Do you agree? Yeah. But what am I really saying? We ask God for so many things and we ask God to be so many things to us. But when it comes in the package of pain, when it comes with an unpleasant incident... We feel neglected, we feel abandoned by God. But yet we still want to experience him as our deliverer, our sustainer, our help in time of need. I want you to look at your issues, your pain, your hurts. And I would like you to begin to look at it from a very different perspective this evening. Moses, the stammerer. Nobody wants to have a... Nobody likes to stammer. It's not cool. Yeah? But Moses, the stammerer. God gave us a wonderful example of this guy who started to say everything that he needed to say. And some of us who speak impeccably, we have not yet delivered nations. And so, God gave him something he didn't really like. But God still worked through that thing that he didn't really like for his name to be glorified. Recently, I was reading the book of Ruth. Um, sorry. Um, um, who's the harlot? Rahab. And I realized that no, nobody likes to be a prostitute just for the sake of it. You must either be a nymphomaniac or circumstances- caused that to happen true or false Good. but this person who had a reputation of being a street dog it took one day for her to set her life straight and she did a a very good job at setting her life straight yeah because she got into the lineage of the messiah And when you flip through the Bible, every situation almost accompanied pain, hurts. And so how can we flip through this powerful word of God and we still want to hold on to the things that are eating us up rather than see that these things that are eating us up are there for a reason. And to find out the reason is what we should be about. So I have a friend who was a house help and they treated her really bad. She stayed with family but they treated her really badly. She wasn't really allowed to go to school. And when she was telling me this story I I was just bawling because I'm sure she didn't know why I was crying so hard, but this was somebody who had paid me consultancy to travel abroad to shop for her home. So we got talking, and then she she was just saying to me that, you know, this entitlement spirits that so many young people have, and then she got into her story, and we sat at the reception of the hotel, and as she was talking, you know, initially I was trying to be whatever about it. But I couldn't hide it. Afterwards I was looking at my phone but then I realized that I was really crying because what she did with her pain was that she turned it into power. She was treated really badly and you know she said there was a time and I'm going to share this. There was a time she was hungry. She had made lunch for her are these steps? I don't know. She had made lunch for her the smaller relatives and her, her stepmom had watched her dish the food okay, and there was nothing left for her and this was, she was the one who went to pick them from school and so she backed them in the sun to bring them home, made the food, they dished the food and there was nothing and it was going to be to the next day so she said she got up from the house and started walking, there was a hotel down her road and she was ready to prostitute that day And she said, she told the receptionist because she knew that it was like a brothel. And she told the receptionist, please, just get me a man, all right? I need to eat. And the receptionist said, I mean, at this point, I could not even help myself. I was just crying. And she said, the receptionist looked at her and said, it's not worth it. Let me buy you granite. So they went outside together and they bought granite, five naira granite or something. And she said, after taking two mouthfuls of granite she then had a change of mind and said is it because of hunger that she wants to sell herself this person today runs an oil company this person today runs a yachting service this person today the first time she got on an aircraft she went business and for the past how many years she's, she's flown first she entered the enjoyment of life. Entry, traveling on business class. She said she's never seen what economy looks like. And that is how you know that God is amazing. She pays the school fees. Of these kids. These kids children. Abroad. But every time. She says her heart still constricts when she thinks about her past. I ask you today are you going to live a little? Are you going to let go? So that what God planned when he puts this as an appendage you will make it manifest. Manifest. What are the things that you don't like? The things that have made you cry. I'm 40. I'm not yet married. And so I'm angry with God. Would you allow God to use this as a reference point to others? I finished school eight years ago and I don't have a job. I came out with the first class. Can you try to see what the all-magnificent God is trying to do with your situation? Can you try to imagine that God may want to tell a story out of your story? But we're always too fixated on the issue. We don't see God as one who puts an issue but also Has the solution panned out? The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence because through it flows the issues of life. What does it mean to guard? To secure? And then he just just say that. He says, secure it with all diligence. Diligence is hard work. A diligent spirit is a deliberate spirit. You don't leave it to Chance guard your heart with all diligence it's hard work but recall that I said that you can't have two intense thoughts at the same time so for every time the enemy comes with you saying one thing are you armed with something to say right now there's no food in the house and you know what happens after that thought Ah, hey my god am I going to have to go and beg somebody Can you replace that thought process with a different one? The enemy is not going to stop reminding you of the things that you don't have. There's no food in the house. Can you try saying, God will supply all my needs according to his riches, and that is where my heart is going to rest? I have experienced it, and I'm not even joking. I've experienced it with the big things and I've experienced it with the small things. And truly, God supplies needs according to the abundance of his riches. Can I share something personal with you? A few weeks ago, I wanted to take a loan and I was just thinking about it maybe I should take a loan maybe I should wait maybe I should take a loan I said look there's so many things that I want to do before Christmas I think I should just take this loan and that morning I was impressed to lie on my bed I had a few meetings and the scripture was open for me and so by from 6 o'clock was when I started reading the word I wanted to get up at around 7 it was more or less stay there And at nine, in my head, I was like, when are you going to release me? As in, I've spent like, a job, a job. But then, I just saw a text, so I I lay on my bed with my Bible like this, and I kept reading, I was enjoying it. You know, the first few hours, I was like, yes! You know, and then afterwards, you're like, okay, have you not said what you want to say? It's not finished. But then, a text came, and the text read, um, talk by... Um, I'm crediting your account with X, Y, Z. And when I saw it, you know, I'll share a few lessons of when I pick up my calls or my phones and the things that have happened to me while I'm reading. So the text came. And as it came, I wanted to see the figure. How much did she say she credited? But I was a little, I felt a little better knowing that, okay, I had been credited with something. And so, I just opened my phone and I sent a message to someone in my office and I said, please follow up with this person, you know. And then I carried on reading. So I was like, was that why, you wanted me to read, okay. And then I just carried on reading, you know. And then the next thing, because I was still dilly-dallying, which bank am I going to ask? Which bank? Commercial banks are not lending, okay. I have relationships with microfinance banks. And then the MD of a microfinance bank calls me. I hadn't spoken to him in a year. And I just saw the call. So... I said, excuse me, Holy Spirit. Picked up the phone. And um, he said, Takwe, how are you? And I said, I'm fine. And he said, "Um, are you home? I said, yeah. He said, I'm outside your gate. Okay. I said, I haven't taken a bath. Just give me a few minutes. And I asked them to let him in. And then he said, you've been on my mind. And, you know, I don't know if you need a facility. But I just want to um, give you... um, I was talking to a banker yesterday and I actually told him this and I said, I don't know what an indicative facility is, but you know, I took it, you know. I said, I want to give you an indicative facility. You might not need it now, but just sign all the documents so that whenever you need, you can draw. Yeah. And you know, I went back to God and I said, So you just you just do this. So I would have woken up that day, gone around, hey, brother Microfinance Bank, Edge What do I need? What are the documents that I need? All right, I'll have wasted my time. Or I would have been saying, Why am I broke? After all the work that I do, why can I not just live in abundance? Are we together, people? Yeah. And those thoughts would weaken me. Guard your heart with all diligence. But you can only find the word of God to use when you know the word of God. Yeah. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I won't sin against you. And you say, no, I don't sin against God every time that you lack faith. To see a situation to fruition, you are sinning. Every time you can't think of it and say that my God is bigger than this situation, it's a sin I want us to get up this evening that pain, that hurt that you've been holding on to that person, if you want to call the person's name give yourself space so that you can pray because I told you that it is not mere words that are going to change our lives it is the power in the word that changes things what is that guy's name that every time you hear it, your heart stops and you think that that was your last bus stop? What's the name of that company that you didn't take that opportunity and you just think that your life has been a downward spiral since then? Who abused you? Mention that person's name and put that name before the ears of Jehovah this evening. Who abused you? Who verbally abused you? Who is that person that went there? I want you to report to your daddy this evening. What are those thoughts that come? The thoughts that say you're not good enough. The thoughts that say you're going to remain on the spot. What are those thoughts that are coming into your head all the time? That even after you hear the word of God, you go back and you're going back to the same mess. I want you to bring those situations before God. Because this October, we're moving past our pain. We're moving past our hurts. In the name of Jesus. I want you to begin to talk to God. What is it that he puts with you? I recall apostle Paul, mighty apostle Paul he said father, take this thing away from me take it away from me apostle Paul Lord, take it away, he said it three times and what did God say, he said his grace was more than sufficient who talked down at you who said you cannot be anything because of such and such and such yes you may not have gone to the kind of schools that you wanted to go and you keep blaming daddy and mommy for not having money i want you to talk to the merciful god today and lay every pain and every every issue before him tell him you're sorry him that you know that you serve a big god and you came to meet that big god this evening if you have a prayer language begin to speak in the spirit send the word of god to those areas that even your vocabulary cannot get to begin to speak the word of god He has Power. The Bible says that it is. Sharper than Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward/lifepointng.